0: everyone and we're really excited again for another great simulcast of the neil haley show and your beautiful day here on the gratitude radio network and i'm excited to welcome the program my co-host jen mog jen how are you and i know you're excited about our guest and i'm excited to learn about his great success as a podcaster and his show so uh jen how are you
1: hey i'm doing really good um thank you thank you so much i hope all of our listeners are having a beautiful day uh, filled with gratitude. I want to welcome to the show Pearl Sharenza.
2: Hey everybody happy 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 day. I'm excited too that Jen's talk all about our next guest. So Jen let us know a lot introduce our guest for us.
3: Hi this is J Mog. You can just switch the camera over to me. I look absolutely gorgeous today. Welcome to the Mother of Gratitude Radio <laughs> Network. I'm Jmon. Remember to put that big hashtag in front of my
2: It's Jenny. Oh. <laughs> well, we are in trouble.
3: Ow.
1: Gratitude. Ow. I know.
3: I know. Gratitude hurts <laughs> this morning.
1: <laughs> so this is one of my one of my best friends. Yeah. This is Christian Basil. He's with Don't the traveling. That against
3: me at all. Don't hold him
1: Thank against you. him. He's with the legend of the traveling targets. Not that
3: one. This one. That's a, where,
0: where so I have my first question already, okay? Never ask this, Jen. What is a TARDIS? Tell me. you going to answer that one. You're going to answer Let's see if you've grown
3: there up. There you yeah.
1: This is from Doctor Who. Oh, okay.
3: And so um, this is the Doctor Who TARDIS, but it's, mine has R2-D2
1: inside. Um, wow, what a way to screw over
0: the. I know, right? <laughs> Can't do that. The Star Wars. Come on.
3: two D two. He was so cool on the Enterprise with uh, spot <laughs> Jeez. I had to do
1: that. Uh, yeah, me. I know. I know. This isn't yours. So Christian. I know. Um,
3: Mine's just. I'm Christian up mine.
1: Basils. Um, I met him at a comic con, and he don't hold
3: that against me. Don't either. hold that
1: against him yeah. either. Right. And it was it was. Another. Dr. This is your story. Yeah, so we met
3: at a convention. We met at
1: a convention. and I'm like, It was the Tampa Bay Comic Con. And he mm-hmm. was one of the first podcasters I'd ever met um, before anyone was podcasting. Don't you were podcasting. Yes. Yes. And I thought that was just the coolest thing in the world. Wow. And then we became friends. And mm-hmm. now here you go. Um, um, yeah. and she follows me. Well, I I follow have to say,
3: but I have to say on social media because then there's really some weird stuff going on there. But anyway, go. we're going
1: today to get his TARDIS back because it's been traveling around and that's the whole purpose of the traveling TARDIS. Yes,
3: that, there's a long story to that. My TARDIS is at my friend Melanie's house and I actually, mm-hmm. uh, Jen was kind enough to invite me up here to do the recording while I'm going over to Melanie's. Uh, to make a long story short, she was kind enough to take my TARDIS, the real TARDIS, that's the traveling TARDIS, to the UK as a little bit of a surprise for me. She goes to the UK, and lo and behold, as her plane is landing in Florida, we get the lockdown. <laughs> so uh, it hasn't been traveling for a good seven to eight months. It's been in, a, in, her, uh, f- uh, in her house, at, uh, uh, and she's been flaunting it every time we show we do the show live. She goes like, "Oh, here it is. You want to go? Get, come and get it." I'm like, "Here I am to come and get it now." So it will be traveling again once again to get up to speed there. So.
2: so, so my, I have a question. So, do you do you give it to other people to travel with it, or are you traveling away with it, like? What's the, how does it travel?
3: I, I'll go back to the very beginning. I'm sorry. I have told this story. I just like, I hope I'm not boring anybody by this story. There were about eight years ago, I, I, I for a kind of a, I wouldn't say a joke. I just did it for a kind of a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought a TARDIS and said, listen, I'll take this and, and start a Facebook page where, uh, quote unquote, the, the doctor has never been. So I took it to some very interesting places. I took it to like Publix. I took it to Home Depot. I took it to... Lowe's. I mean, there, you can see the pictures at the very beginning I and mean, then I put it on the dashboard and drove with it. Just some weird stuff and uh, slowly but surely it began to evolve. There were people who wanted to get their picture with it and then I started going to conventions, uh, one of which is, um, uh, God rest the soul, uh, a friend of mine named Ken Spivey at the time. He started a, a thing called Time Lord Fest and that started in Orlando. He invited me to host a panel called Dr. and Vampires. And if you know anything about Dr. Who and Vampires, it was only technically one episode. So I had to spend an hour explaining one episode to an entire group, almost the length of the episode itself. And I said, well, we we'll just play it on TV here. So it's just like- I
1: love Ken. Yeah. I love, I love yeah, him.
3: Yeah, I, I miss him dearly. I bit, know, but he, I
0: know.
3: He, he heard me speak to people about Dr. Who. So he invited mm-hmm. me to speak on a panel. That led to other panels. That led to other conventions. And before you know it, I've been on other podcasts. And here I am at The Legend of the Traveling Cards with my own podcast, uh, Part of the Hanging With Web Show family of podcasts. There are a ton of them. So if you go to YouTube right now, type in W. I'm sorry, HWWS Media. You will get like a huge amount of podcasts, including the Traveling Tardis, including Saturday Morning Cartoons, the Ch- Kitchen Killers, uh, Back Talk with Bauer. Uh, oh, wow. shirt. I'm doing this from Memory Pillow Talk. If you want the adult talk, I'm in a whole stream of all. It, 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 almost you have a geek in it or some kind of interest. It's in there and. Of course, Jen was kind enough to bring me into the Gratitude Radio Network. So we're a part of that happily.
0: So let's go right to it, Christian. Tell us about the show.
3: No, thanks for asking. <laughs> uh, the show itself is just an homage to uh, a while back.
0: Uh, we got 20 minutes, right? <laughs> okay. I'll uh, be able to, kind of, to make sure it's at the 1.30. No, that's
3: fine. The last podcast I was on was a friend of mine who was uh, Ian John. He has a podcast called Gallifrey Stands. And I've been on other shows, been other podcasts, I was just like guest speakers and such, but we came up with this idea a while back. Um, He lives in the UK and I live in the US. So we were kind of like the the UK-US brothers, giving two different perspectives of the same TV show that we Mm -hmm. love. And uh, surely enough, we separated ways and nothing, nothing bad. It was just that I live five hours in a different direction. So if you had to book a guest or put a show on at the last minute, I'm nowhere to be found or I'm dead asleep already or he's dead asleep or at work. So it just didn't work out. As soon as, uh, I left, uh, the good friend of mine, uh, Garrett Palmiter, who was kind of starting the the hanging with family, which we didn't even, I didn't even think this was going to be a thing. Uh, said, it's about time kiddo. It's time you had your own podcast. And I was kicking and screaming. I, said, I don't want my own. I just like to be the guy in the background, the, the comic relief and such. And he goes, no, so you're going to do it. And I based the the podcast on this ideology. Uh, Back then, I think it was a Florida Supercon, I had a panel and there were two women in the back. And during this panel, this was before Jodie Whittaker, I don't know if your audience knows about this, the first female doctor plays the 13th doctor. Uh, This was before she was to premiere. And these two women were sitting back there and had said nothing. Everybody else, one of my questions were, how many of you in... I uh, think this is gonna be a great idea to bring Jody on for some semi-doctor. Hands went up. How many of you think it's gonna be a bit of a challenge? Some hands went up. But these two women would not speak at all. And at the very end of the panel, those two women approached me as everybody left and they were saying Christian, we did not want to say anything. And I'm like, why wouldn't you say anything? You're at a <laughs> you're at a panel. You're watching the whole time. Go, no, we enjoyed you. We just didn't want to say we weren't happy with Jody Whittaker being the doctor and that bothered me that people in this day and age now on the social media Twitter and and, all, and, and in some cases Facebook but Twitter is a, a huge part of it where people can't have an opinion where people can't say an opinion and it's really disturbing and these are two women and it's like this is the demographic that you know that needs to speak that needs to say something and they had an opinion that was negative and I said listen I don't think this is right. I don't think this is good. And you should have an opinion. And they expressed it to me. But I came back to them. And I said, listen, I'm just like you. I don't know what's going to happen. But if you were to give it a chance, if you just do me a favor, watch the first three episodes. If you're not happy with the first three episodes, thank you for coming. You tried. I can't ask any more of that. You did your best I'll see you at the next generation in three to four years. She'll be gone. Somebody else will take over. There'll be a new showrunner. And then you can come back. But I'm not going to berate you because you have an opinion. And I think we've lost that as a society. I mean, if you see it in, in, in the mainstream media, if you see it in social media, right. it's, it's horrible to watch this when it's just somebody just says, hey, um, I didn't like that. Well, what's the reason why? I remember in the good old days when I was doing these panels I tried to bring people in to watch Doctor Who. I would actually have panels to bring people in to say hey give them a starter kit like okay what would be something the first episode I would want to watch and I would explain to them from whatever they gave me as an answer at the time. You know it's just like well do you like romance? Okay well here's a couple Doctor Who episodes. Well I like action. Here's a couple Doctor Who episodes. You know I would bring them into the fray but I wouldn't say, well, you don't watch Doctor Who, you're evil, bye, you know, you don't, <laughs> thanks. You know, I would try to bring them in and I'm still doing it to this day when I do a radio show, when I do an episode, when I do this, we even talked about, it. that was one of the things we talked about, something I never thought I would talk on a podcast, anti-bullying in the, in the universe, you know, things like that. Um, uh, uh, I don't want to say it, it sounds derogatory, but I'm, I'm trying to say it in the best way. You know, people who have mental issues, who watched, you know, there was uh, people who have disabilities who were actors who were in the show. And we actually brought on actors who, uh, one of them from the show, who were talking about things like actors who have disabilities. And some people, they now, you know, if they act, they have a green screen with their arm covered or their leg covered. Or you can pull this actor out who has no arm, no leg, and they're just as good. So we had a lot of talk about these things, but recently, and I don't want to attribute this to COVID, but unfortunately at this time, a lot of these celebrities, and if I keep talking, you just tell me to shut up. But it's just, uh, yeah, I see you laughing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so right now COVID has kind of stopped everything in the UK. It's kind of dead. It's now getting back up, but you still, these folks need a, 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 to be known that they're out there, they're doing projects and they want work and they, mm-hmm. you know, that we wanted our show to refocus to the folks who would come on the show, we would remind them about what their role was in Doctor Who, as far as the audience, and we would tell them their projects that they've done or any future projects. So it's kind of been this way for quite some time since. Uh, can we say the c word? Yes. Yeah, uh, not the, the that's the 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 uh, the the beer bug. There okay, you. so I'm
0: going to just interrupting. So because we yeah. only have a certain amount of time. So the show, how? T- so you basically interview. Celebrities that were in Doctor Who or how does that work? Like what celebrities from Doctor
3: Who. Um there have been a few fan things, but they're they're very medial, uh, meteor uh meteor very high, like a doc doc the woman who does a uh, Dr. Puppet, Alyssa Stern. Um, things like that. But we also review the episodes once they hit. Uh we review what we've seen. Uh we will talk about the past I and mean, then one of the things we've been talking about is going back to talking about certain characters like the Valyard, the Rani, the Monk, all those Time Lords that they didn't even bring into the new series. They keep bringing back the Master, if anybody knows about the series. And I said, wow, there's about, you know, 10 other Time Lords that have just been sitting around doing nothing. What have they been doing? So we bring in a lot of questions and opinions of uh, to talk about and impact. And the best way I can put this is, and I don't want to get political, but this is how I've kind of explained it to people. We're kind of like the Dave Rubin of the podcast for Doctor Who. We take an idea, we look at it, or review a movie or a show, and unpack it and, and, and decipher it. And we do this on a scale where every opinion matters. It doesn't matter if you're pro or against it, but the whole idea is it matters. We're civil, we talk about it, we break it down, and at the end of the day, we're, we're buying each other a drink. That's the way I think not only this... The way things should run, but I think that's life should be life in general.
2: Right. I agree. I think we should be able to sit around and have like what you said too is be able to have conversations. Everybody's so afraid to have conversations. Like I remember when um, the last election, I had friends go. My kids aren't talking to me anymore because of how they felt about it. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> you know, we're very big in our family. You you vote where you want. You know, you can have your opinion. Let's you know have that conversation. So. I think it's really cool what you're doing. I don't know much about the who I might, if my son was sitting here, he'd be like all over this. So he'd have a ton of questions. Right he could, right <laughs> so so <laughs> while he's editing and, and things like that, he'll, I'm sure he'll be like, why do you think about this? But, um, so where do you want to go from here with it?
1: Oh,
3: I want to be the god of the who gets. No, I'm just yeah, I, 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 I would love you to. You want to be your
1: own time lord.
3: If that was the case, would we I would be love here? to be my own. We, we wouldn't Lord. be here. We'd be in that box going someplace, somehow there. I want
1: my own.
3: And missing out on 2020 as best we yes. can. I'll take yes. you guys with us. So yes. there you go. We, we, we would the all, the all be gone. Exactly there. But uh, I would. Th- that is a very good question. But I think we've been, you know, we want to bring attention to the most wonderful science fiction show ever put out there, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but. We want to, I want, when I grew up, I had a love for Doctor Who. When, growing back up in the 80s, shut up, growing back up in the 80s <laughs> in school, yeah, you shut up too, um, you know, but it wasn't chic. It was that, what was it, the Transformers, uh, DC, Marvel, uh, all these other things that were going on, the GoBots, no, we don't talk no, no don't talk about uh we you know the, there were all these other geekdoms but if you said doctor who nobody said anything it was just like what are you talking about or that why on, oh my God, doctor who what? yeah yeah so today when i'm so appreciative and i gotta thank the bbc for bringing it back to taking that risk uh russell T. davis producing the first episode and bringing it back because now i get to go to conventions and talk to the new generation about the love that I have and they don't have to worry about it. They don't have to live in shame. They they walk around with sonic screwdrivers and fezes on their heads and and bow ties or scarves around their neck. Something if I did in school, I would be shunned by them and back then today it's. It's fine.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm going to have to, because we're getting close to running out of time and then I'll have Jen have her final, the gratitude question, I guess Jen could ask it or I can, just because you know everything about, about, Christian, where can we check out the show, your show, your podcast?
3: Oh, he's asking what you're asking. <laughs> you
1: gotta answer that you
3: right, got it. I don't um, know all of your social no, TV that's fine. Yeah. Uh, the The best way to follow the podcast is Facebook.com, The Traveling Tardis. Uh We have just passed recently, just recently, over 37,000 subscribers to our Facebook page. Uh, cool. We are part of the Hanging With Web Show family. If you want to catch us on YouTube, uh, just type in H W W S Media. We'll pull it up. You can subscribe to us there. We're on your favorite podcasts. We're on iTunes. What now? They're Apple Podcasts or whatever the heck they want to call themselves. iHeart Radio, Spotify, Spreaker, wherever you find and listen to your favorite podcasts, we're there. But the Facebook page is also where you want to go because we've done live features. And for anybody who knows Doctor Who, just recently, you did you watch it? You did. We had the Seventh Doctor, Sylvester McCoy, on. And we interviewed him yesterday. I'm still geeking out about it. See, look at Jen. That's my, what my fangirl was doing yesterday. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, so I'm learning all about the, what, the, what the traveling TARDIS is. And so Jen will close us out. And we have to have part two with Christian because this is not enough time with him because I have no idea what I've gone through. I'll have to never watch Doctor Who in my life. So I don't, I don't know about the new season, but I'll have to find out. <laughs> we'll see. Now, see, Jen doesn't right. understand. Now, when I know there's celebrities from the news show, they'll end up on Jen's show because I'll book them. Because I want
3: to take you like Malcolm McDowell from Clockwork Orange, put those things in your eyes, and just make you watch three episodes or something like that. That's how we're gonna work it out. Yeah, and, then we're, gonna
1: have to do
3: some. <laughs> and
0: we're gonna are gonna yeah,
1: We're gonna
0: have have food. Okay, yeah. Jen, close us out
1: Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna close us out, but I have a question for you. Yeah. But it's a long question, so I'm gonna close us out first. Okay. and Then we're editing that part. Okay. okay? Um. So you're listening to Christian Basil from The Legend of the Traveling Tardis on your beautiful day at the uh, Gratitude Radio Network. And remember, you're blessed, you're loved, and you are sacred. Have a beautiful day.
0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the special simulcast of The Neil Haley Show and Freedom from Addiction on Lipson and all syndicated platforms. Excited about new platforms getting uh, picked up as we're making another push the Neil Haley network. I mean, the total media network, Neil Haley show on many, many more channels. Uh, thank you for listening or watching. And, uh, I'm really, uh, excited to, again, the segment called truth just below the surface with Reverend Wynn Henderson, MD and Reverend Wynn, we're going to have bet Dr. Betty Martini part four. Uh, so thanks again for coming by Win. uh,
4: great to be on the show again, Neil. And, uh, I think the idea of getting Betty's message to as many people as we can, uh, not only in this country, but all over the world is one of the biggest contributions that we can make to world health. So um, today, I wanna propose a question. Does the FDA, CDC, and WHO want to kill you? And if so, why? And uh, so, Betty, uh, everybody knows that you're the world expert on aspartame and that you've got over 30 years of experience in all the bad things that aspartame can do for you and to you and everything. So we're going to start this segment, segment number four, with a a statement that I want to make. now. Betty, you've had a conversation with a representative from the FDA way back in the early 80s, where you expressed the horror that was associated with putting aspartame on the market with respect to not only illness generated from it, but also death. Now, at that time, the FDA representative you were talking to said, so what? There are too many people on the planet anyway and we need to depopulate.
5: Yes, actually, that was uh, when they made that particular statement was in 2009. And it was immediately after several employees had uh, written Obama uh, and said that they were corrupt. In other words, they were run by Big Farmer and there was nothing they could do. So uh, whether they don't care or not, they do know that people are dying right, right, and left.
4: Okay.
5: And then also the CDC knows it and put a false uh, statement because they did the damning uh, investigation. And when I got the report, they said, we can't find it. We lost it. And I said, well, if you can't find it, I'll get it from someone else and put it on the web and let everybody know. And then all of a sudden they said, call this number and uh, ask for this drawer file, and they'll send it. And they did. And so that uh, you asked about the CDC, they know too. And they know people are dying. And they're also, uh, Rumsfeld is said to have been said, I don't care how many it kills, I want this on the market. And you can Google that and get the whole conversation from James Turner, the okay. attorney.
4: Uh, Betty, let me get back to my statement. With respect to the position of disinformation relating to the coronavirus, I'm wondering if the FDA, CDC, and WHO still feel the same way and that along with the tremendous amount of money that is available to run this campaign, they are still doing the same thing today. I know that your expertise is in aspartame, but I think that we need to Rely on ancient wisdom and realize if it looks like a snake Sounds like a snake and does what a snake does it's probably a snake If we do not learn from history Which in this case is the history of corruption way back to 1981 and apply it to what's going on today We are most likely to get the same result as what we got back then. I feel the issues are making money for big pharma and decreasing the world population. Now, I plan on doing another show on this very question, so you will want to sign up to follow this podcast. And Betty, my question to you is, do you have any thoughts on the analogy between what happened in 1981 and what is happening in 2020?
5: Yes i mean it's never changed from the uh from what all the doctors and experts have told the fda and it's the same today as it was then and their their last note to me was we don't have to answer your your emails so we're going into the, the 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 same scenario you can write as much as you want but they will not do it instead if i filed another petition to ban that uh, I couldn't say anything prior to 2002, because uh, prior to then, you can give the results of what the FDA said themselves, that it was illegally on the market, and they never intended uh, uh, to allow it on the market.
4: So, following up on that, Betty, how would you answer the question? Does the FDA, CDC, and WHO want to kill you, And the two reasons that I gave for why I think they do?
5: Well, yes, they made it public. Uh, If you've read Agenda 21, and as as I have said in the past that I'm only 200 miles from uh, the Georgia Gadstones, which say they wanna get rid of 93% of the population. So uh, even those at CDC that want to tell and know people are dying can't I even ran into someone uh, at, a, at an expo who said I'm the very one who gets your emails because I send all the cases to the CDC and they said the people at the top are not going to do anything about it. We have a network within the CDC and we send it send your cases everywhere and we do a lot of work behind the scenes. Uh, to get to the people and get the right message. So just keep on sending the information, even though the CDC won't do anything.
4: So your informant said that it starts at the top. Right. The, they're trying to suppress and do a disinformation campaign. And the end result of it is people dying all over the country.
5: Right. You know, and they basically admitted it. And putting a false summary, and when I asked them to remove it, uh, they said the doctor who put the false summary on there is retired and we're not allowed to move it. So they've confessed.
4: Okay, so let's get uh, back to specifics. You know so much about what's happened over the last 30 years, and my first question is, tell us about the causal association between aspartame and Obesity, diabetes, and Parkinson's disease.
5: Uh, first of all, in the case of diabetes, it precipitates diabetes. It simulates and aggravates diabetic retinopathy and neuropathy. It destroys the optic nerve. It causes diabetics to go into convulsions, and it interacts with vac- uh, uh, with insulin and their drugs. So, uh Uh, As far as obesity is concerned, it makes you crave carbohydrates that you gain weight. And I've had this said to me many, many times in restaurants as I give out information is um, that if you have uh, on the left three Coke drinkers and on the right three Diet uh, Coke drinkers, the, the ones drinking Diet Coke will order three Diet Cokes. Uh, to the other table, getting one, and uh addiction is is really the point of it is they they tell me people tell me they would it was harder to get off uh aspartame than it is to get off of cocaine. Oh, he said, said that the withdrawal symptoms are so terrible he said that uh, you know that every time then if they accidentally get some, uh, you know, that they have these horrible problems, many of them telling me they carry epipins because they can go into anaphylactic shock.
0: Now, so how did you find those findings about the worst cause effects? We talked about certain causes like headaches. Uh, we talked about, you know, certain things were loss of dementia from the product, but these other severe effects, side effects, do they occur on everyone that uses Aspartame or only a certain amount of people?
5: Well, people, uh, they're subtle and they think that, that they're just aging. Gee, my sight's getting worse. But as to how I got started and when, you know, mentioned Parkinson's is that being in medicine all my life, I know you don't get Parkinson's one day and dad, the next, but a friend, this is how I found out, a friend had been diagnosed with Parkinson's and I mean you couldn't get up close to him because his legs would kick out, his arms would kick out and the only way I would have known is that a physician was uh, visiting me and he said ask him if he is uh, using probably Diet Coke. That's when I asked to be referred to the uh, the top expert, which is Dr. H.J. Roberts, and he said he's uh, drinking a Diet Coke with uh, his medication, L DOPA, and it's interacting and it causes those reactions. So, the reason that I know about everything is uh, Dr. Ro- Roberts actually trained me, and Dr. Russell Blaylock lost both of his parents from Parkinson's, and that's his top subject. And um, it causes all these neurodegenerative diseases. But then after I, I found that out, you know, this is, I said, Dr. Roberts, this is not an additive, this is a drug. And he said, yes, it is. Having read his book and founding out it caused seizures, MS, and these different diseases, I kept telling people with those diseases, get off of it, get off of it. And in every case, the MS symptoms disappeared. Uh, people that were going blind got their sight back, and uh, people who had seizures they stopped. And I called Dr. Roberts back, and I said, "Dr. Roberts, is you know this a global plague? Is this happening all over the world?" He said, "Yes, it is, and it is a neurotoxic drug, and it all it's an adjuvant, and it reacts with uh, vaccines." and it's it's spreading throughout the world as as a terrible epidemic so that's when i decided start mission possible and the only reason that you have the 10 the uh thousand page medical text is because of an email that went viral and uh i lectured for the world environmental conference and as I mentioned all these things in the audience they kept standing up and say I've got it I've got it I've got it and so I'm the one that asked Dr. Roberts to write the medical text I said the victims have no protection first of all they don't even know it and all these things I mentioned at a lecture need to be in a medical text so that doctors getting out of uh, out of medical school will understand and know what to do and so this is how it happened. And then he wrote the medical text, which one doctor recently told me. He said, This is a horror sto- story. I'm seeing 50% of my patients in the hospital are all there because of aspartame after reading Dr. Roberts' medical text.
4: And Betty, I wanted to mention. Oh, gosh, wow. That, uh, Parkinson's disease is not typically a disease of young people, but. Michael um, Fox um, um, had it as a young man, and he was a heavy Diet Coke drinker.
5: Yes, I mean, that's, that's what's happening to 20 year olds, and think of Michael Fox. He said, 30 years old, and I have Parkinson's. This is an old man disease. The damage to the mitochondria causes aging. And this is why hospices have called me over the years saying I've got a 20-year-old with Alzheimer's. And so uh Dr. Uh Russell Blaylock got involved and wrote me out a long technical paper uh when people ask about it, and uh said that it's it's said the same thing Dr. Roberts said, that it's happening to young people. And it's the damage to the mitochondria, which is the powerhouse of the cell. And if women knew that this is making them older, they would get off of well,
0: it. Oh, they would, especially when you think of actresses that probably are on it, actors, people that are trying to for their youth. But they're saying, okay, I don't want the, I don't want to, I don't want to gain weight with regular soda. So I'm going to drink or pop whatever how we describe it. I'm going to use this diet because that means there's no calories so i can you know drink that to get through the day i don't like coffee right and we could talk betty more about coffee too because there are definitely i'm sure that splenda and all those are no-nos to have uh that you need to have a regular sweetener don't try to get something that's fat anything fat free ends up coming back to haunt you isn't isn't that
5: true yes that is true and um it, it is, there have been six class actions on aspartame and obesity. Uh, they ended up, I think, with over 60 scientific peer reviewed studies that showed it. And yet they have so much power out, out of six class actions, no judge would touch it.
4: So let's, uh, let's go on to another subject. Um, the, um, your website, Betty, has the FDA's list of 92 associated symptoms. Even the FDA says these symptoms are quite likely caused by um, aspartame poisoning. Now, Neil, the first one on the list, I believe, is headaches. Don't you have something to say about headaches?
0: Yes. Yeah, so that's really good news that I identified the fact that Anytime I kept drinking diet soda when I am at my mom's, because I usually have my home office at my house and because of Corona, decided to move it somewhere else for no interruptions and stuff. I was drinking Diet Pop and I was getting headaches and just drinking it, getting headaches. So I just decided just to cut it off completely after one day. And I'm already seeing it such so much better that really it never gave me any energy and it made me crave it more. So I was already seeing the effects of three, four, five months of this product. Uh, that this is not good, and that I, why do I crave it all the time? Why do I want Diet Pop? So I could see the addictive portion of it, and I also could see the effects that it had with really not with focus. I didn't have much focus on it, and I tried to use that as a replacement to coffee. Because I don't have a coffee maker, you know, to make coffee throughout the day and have two cups of coffee, just you know, coffee with milk. That's it, right? No sweetener, nothing, and it was perfect. And I was and I'm saying it has this amount of caffeine. Why isn't it why is it so giving me a headache? And I've figured out, oh my gosh, this is just not something I should be even putting in my body. Thanks to you, Betty.
4: Okay. okay. So that's that's one person that got the message and got the cure. The FDA has a list of 92 symptoms. It's uh, it's on your website. People can uh, download it. And I would say, and I'm sure you would say, that if you have any of these 92 symptoms, that you go on an aspartame-free diet for three months and see what happens to your symptoms.
5: Yes, and, and I'll tell you the biggest problem is that they don't know that they don't know to look for an additive. Now I have a son-in-law and uh, when he wanted to marry my daughter I said, you're a Diet Coke drinker. I don't want my grandchildren to be born with uh, birth defects. You either have to get off of it or I'm not gonna let you marry my daughter. So he did, he lives in Winston-Salem he came back a couple of weeks later. He says, this is hard for me to believe. I thought I was getting older but I had insomnia, I had headaches, I had brain fog, I had joint pain, and he said after two weeks, every bit of it has disappeared. So, they, so if you don't keep information out there, people don't know to look. I had the FDA report in front of me, headache is number one, dizziness is number two it is the reason they have call no fall in hospitals and number three is change in mood quality we have scientific peer-reviewed research showing about the depletion of serotonin up to 74 percent and then you've got vomiting abdominal pain change in vision diarrhea seizures and convulsion memory loss now do the pop companies know yes they Uh, wrote a protest and said that it was not safe and uh, We have it uh, and then turned around and put it on put it on the market so
4: Okay, uh, so Let's let's get back Um, Here's something that's really important every president since Ronald Reagan has either been addicted to or a heavy user of aspartame most commonly In diet drinks. And um, I wanted to tell you that um, it causes, besides uh, Parkinson's disease, it causes dementia. And Bill Gates is a heavy uh, drinker of Diet Coke, and he says that his brain's not working right. He said that uh, on interview. And um, Edward Kennedy, no. I don't, I don't want to talk about it yet, that yet. Um, so um, Joe Biden has memory problems, dementia problems and everything, and he takes aspartame. Yes. So, so uh, Ronald Reagan uh, went into a, a very downhill slide in his latter part of his presidency because of the aspartame he was taking okay so that's one thing now the other thing it also causes glioblastoma a highly lethal brain cancer and john mccain had it um bo Br- biden um uh, uh, which is joe's son had it and um um also edward kennedy had it now that's just three off the top of my head that i can come up with so uh, if you want to lose your mind, if you want to die from glioblastoma, keep taking aspartame.
5: Yes, and that was the uh, the big reason on the board of inquiry why they revoked the petition for approval, because rats were constantly having different types of, uh, of brain cancer. Most on the studies are astrocytomas but a four-stage astrocytoma is a malignant glioblastoma. It's interesting about uh, Kennedy because he himself, during the Aspartame War, said all the scientific studies were sloppy, but people told me that he also even used gum, which is the worst because it's buccal and works like nitroglycerin under the tongue. And Biden is a perfect example. I have to remember an informant said the National Soft Drink Association did a study uh, on humans for ten years, and the three things that they found were Alzheimer's. And this was from a, a man from Pepsi and uh, birth defects and blindness from the from the uh, the methanol. But you notice that Biden can't finish a sentence. And last night, it was admitted in the news you know, that they keep saying uh, the other woman that is to be vice president is using her name first. And uh, it was said on Fox News and Biden second, showing that he's not physically able to be a president. And it will really be uh, Camilla will be running the country. He has no ability to do anything and he's got that brain fog i mean it's yeah. very very obvious
0: oh it's it, for sure and the thing is that we're seeing it firsthand and we're also seeing certain forms of dementia where he's uh, lashing out against people and different things like that and that's why he left the stage and didn't run instead of hillary and this uh, again that i think that Camilla's thinking she's going to be the president of the United States. That's pretty much, uh, and then if she becomes president and, you know, uh, President Biden resigns, then she picks her own vice president that could be somebody else. And there you go, then Big Pharma wins again, right? Because I I have a feeling that that's not going to change.
5: You're absolutely right. And the public knows it. It's uh, just as, I can't even imagine anybody voting for biden in the and the with the mental problems that he has and the dementia and so evidently it was uh used in the households you know so his son used it and edward kennedy was always chewing gum and I i feel like that's that is really what happened to him uh is from the gum being the worst product
4: well i i hope that joe biden hears this program and stops using aspartame because if he continues to use aspartame his mind won't be sufficient to be able to do much of anything in a while.
5: And Hillary Clinton is another one and there was always some doctor going along when she was talking out because it was thought that uh, she might have seizures and uh, she had a lot of the aspartame problems the information did get to her and it was said on the news in her words i used to use diet coke and now i only drink water and that's because i sent the information to all six of her offices and obama's been seen drinking diet coke and i actually had dr roberts medical text taken to the white house and put in her hands with a letter from Dr. Roberts. So I don't know whether he's still using it, and I've sent information to uh, Donald Trump consistently.
1: Well,
4: Donald Trump admits to being um, addicted to it and drinks as much as a, a gallon a day. I think something like 10 to 12 Diet Cokes per day. So I hope all these politicians get off of it, because we can't afford to have the people that are leading our country on aspartame. And I, I guess that's the bottom
0: line. Yep. And that's what we have to do. And so that's the, the big part of this Betty. And I think to kind of go further into this discussion in, in so many ways, I don't know when, if you had anything else to ask Betty, but I really want to go more into other products so that I can, you know, I'm aware now a pot of soda diet but definitely Splenda right anything that's any artificial sweetener has aspartame right
5: um not every single product but now the worst horror is that it's unlabeled and you and you don't know it it's um and and also I did want to mention that uh Stephen Fox has now made a uh, film that you can get on YouTube. It's called aspartame slash formaldehyde. Uh, call the Maryland judge and the telephone number in the, in, the, uh, uh, in, the, in the first line, but you can get it on YouTube and you can see what's going on right now in an effort to get it off the market.
4: We're going to have Stephen Fox on a program very, very soon and uh, I want you to subscribe to my podcast so that you can find out about what he's doing and his critical information. Absolutely. There there we have it. Um, uh, That uh, will end our program today, but we'll have Betty back again, hopefully uh, on um, Friday, Uh, and uh, we'll continue with, Why are pilots dying in the seats of commercial airliners and drinking Diet Coke?
5: And committing suicide.
4: (laughs) Yeah, and committing suicide. And when you have a six-year-old that commits suicide, you know, look for the aspartame in their vitamins. So anyway, it's a horror story. Betty has brought it to the attention of the nation and the world. Let's get out there and spread Betty's message as far as you can and get
0: everybody to get off aspartame. All right. Well, thanks again, Betty, for okay. stopping by.
5: <laughs> Thank you very much, Neil, and you too. Uh, and day. your
0: website again, Betty, for all our listeners.
5: www.mpwhi.com. Just remember the words, the words Mission Possible World Health international that's the website and there you'll find everything you need on every subject and thing that aspartame causes
0: all right thanks again buddy
5: Mm -hmm. bye-bye
0: all right guys that was freedom from addiction everyone take care neil haley here lensec has been a sponsor of the neil haley show and total media network for around a year and a half and i wanted to tell you a little bit about lensec Lensec has been a pioneer in IP security videos since 1998. The company is a trusted security partner with experience around the world. Lensec has experience working with customers in higher education, K through 12 education, government, public safety, critical infrastructure, healthcare, commercial, and more. The physical security experts at Lensec help customers develop Enterprise solutions for their complex physical security projects using our flagship software perspective VMS Lensex enterprise level video management software perspective VMS is a browser-based software that streams and captures IP security camera video the latest version of PVMS uses HTML5
6: Free to play mobile social slot games in the likeness of your favorite celebrities. Making money. Spin to win celebrity experiences through sweepstakes. Free to download, free to play. Yeah, baby. What are you waiting for? Win meet and greets, celebrity merchandise, gift cards, and more. Download celebrity slots today. So I want I want to help create a world where, where people are living in a higher energy than what we've been living in.
0: And see, I think that's very important. And we want this to be a a, a very interesting introduction interview to Gene because ultimately there's many different topics to cover uh, with you regarding your book. But ultimately, then people need to get this offer. I mean, to have an offer to say sure. you're going to mail them a copy of this book so that you could they can too. Feel this and then share it with their friends and relatives, make sure, sure that they can, too, can uh, feel this because it's just such a hard time. So for our listeners right now, what would be one step right now for them to do uh, to gain more peace? What would you recommend? Uh,
6: well, the simplest thing is to go to Gratitude. Um, We we live in a world, I mean, we can look at all the things that are going wrong, but also we can look at the things that are right. And every one of us has so much to be grateful for. What happens when you start being grateful? When you look at your home, when you look at your family, when you look at the things that are working, when you do that, your energy raises. What happens when your energy raises, when you have a high energy, when you're living in a, a place of gratitude and joy, your immune system is strong. This has all been proven scientifically by the way, and I do have some of the facts in the book, but um, what we wanna do is bring our immune, our happiness up, our, our joy up, our peace up, so that we can develop a strong immune system for one thing, but also we just live a better quality of life. So gratitude, think about every day, think about five, 10, 20, I mean, one fella decided he was going to be grateful for coffee, yeah. and so he started thinking about how he loved coffee. He's grateful. He's grateful for the guys that grow the beans, and then he thought, Then so he's great. grateful for. Then he's grateful for the guys that. Put it in their truck and drive it to market, then he's grateful for the guys that grind <laughs> up the beast. And pretty soon he was he was in a list of hundreds of hundreds See, of things he was grateful
0: for. <laughs> so you start thinking that gratitude, that's such an important thing. And I'm one of our syndicators of the Gratitude Radio Network. So a shout out to the Gratitude Radio Network as uh I'm uh in process of helping as a consultant help grow their network as I help grow nice. each and every different uh, Radio network comes syndicated on, and uh, new sponsors keep coming on every day. So I'm gr- grateful that I get to do something I love and get yes. uh, and make money. But it took a lot of time to have that opportunity. So people out there that just started a podcast or thinking right. about starting a podcast, it takes a lot of hours and a lot of hard work. And a lot of networking and, and never giving up to get to where they yes. are today. Yes. So where can we go connect? So you, so you recommend going to the email to get the free book, but also you have information. you have a website that people can go to as well, Jean?
6: Yeah. Uh, my website is spiritualtransformation.com. It's a singular, spiritualtransformation.com. And there is information on there about the various books I've written. I have five books on Amazon right now. And, um, and then, you know, just the things I do, um, but also there's a, when they, when they join my blog, I sent out a blog that is just like an upbeat blog, a message that uh, can pick people's energy up or they can feel, you know, begin to look at things from another perspective. I think a lot of releasing stress is learning how to look at things from a different perspective. And oftentimes we just, again, we make them bad or we make them good, and it's a very narrow perspective. But if we begin to look at people, things like you were saying, I find the lesson in that, and then I can move forward with it. And oftentimes we're not looking for the lesson; we're just looking at, like, I want to like sit and and feel bad about myself for a while, and that it's not particularly effective, you know. <laughs>
0: Well, thanks again for calling. I appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, hopefully everyone will take this opportunity because I have many authors that are not offering such a great offer like this. So everyone needs to check it out. So thanks again for calling, Jean.
6: Thank you so much, Neil.
0: Take care. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Right.
6: You're listening
0: list to Neil Haley's show, and we'll be back in just a moment.